All right, Alexander, we have some very interesting stuff going on in the United States. We have this, this constant uh, going after Trump. Now it looks like they're going after him, and uh, what they're going to try and do is, is charge him with seditious, seditious conspiracy, which, from what I understand, is going to be their way of, uh, of canceling him from uh, running for president. That's how they're trying to, to maneuver this. Okay, so you have that going on. Um, you have these, FB, these um, IRS whistleblowers who are giving testimony to Congress and they're uh, detailing how the Biden DOJ as well as uh, the IR IRS, they, uh, they protected Hunter Biden and uh, they prevented... Uh, any type of uh, investigation into Hunter Biden's activities, whether it was the tax uh, issues or the uh, the gun uh, charges, and uh, and what else do you have? Well, there's 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 the Georgia thing, and there's the fact that a court in uh, New York has now refused to transfer the original case. You remember the district attorney's case, the, the case brought by the district attorney in New York um, over the payouts to um, those two those two women, or at least one of them. Um, anyway, the court is now, as I anticipated, refused to transfer it away from New York. So in effect, Trump is stuck with the Manhattan jury. And then there was another case, another extraordinary case, in which a judge publishes a 156-page judgment saying that the federal government con contacting social media companies is an attack on justice, on, on free speech. I think he said the most sustained attack on free speech since the Second World War by um, the federal government. And a three-judge appeal panel suspends his injunction and does it without explanation. So, I mean, what is becoming increasingly too clear to me is that um, certainly the Justice Department and parts of the judiciary, and I'm very, very sad to say the second, by the way, are now working overtime to make sure, firstly, that Donald Trump isn't re-elected, and secondly, to make sure that Joe Biden is protected as much as possible. The DOJ is showing absolutely no interest. In fact, not only no interest, it is actively looking the other way in terms of all the allegations against Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. It's leaning on the IRS. The IRS is not investigating <laughs> the... Um, FBI itself is not investigating. They're cutting very strange deals with Hunter Biden, which really don't make any kind of sense at all. And at the same time, they're going after Donald Trump in what looked to me to be ever weirder and stranger cases. Now, if we're talking about the, pre the case that the, all right, the, the... I'm not going to talk about the, the, the case in New York because... As we said all the time, I mean, I've made it perfectly clear, Robert Barnes on our programme also, that that case is completely absurd. I mean, this is an overwhelming consensus within the US uh, legal community. And yet you see that the New York court, as I was always worried it would do, insists on keeping it to itself. But 
the first federal case about the documents. Well, I didn't think it was a good case. I didn't think it was a strong case. In fact, it was a case which I think should certainly be rejected. But there is some kind of a legal argument there. Possibly. I mean, not a good one, but, you know, you can come up with something. This latest case, uh, which will relate to the events on Capitol Hill, I mean, it's so far-fetched. The legal theory behind it, as far as I can work out, seems to me so far-fetched that I, I cannot believe that a functioning legal system would bring it at all. Well, they're not going to let Trump, uh, they're going to try to prevent Trump from uh, from seeking the presidency. I think everyone understands that. Uh, and they're doing everything in their power to, to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, 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 is, what does Trump do in, in this instance? He carries on. I mean, what, what do the else? Republicans do? Yeah, well, he carries on. What else can he do? I mean, that, that must be what he does. He uh, um, uses, with his lawyers, he takes every conceivable legal device, I think, to keep these cases um, um, going until beyond the November election and fights hard to win the Republican Party nomination. And um, what do the other Republicans do? Well, I'm going to say straightforwardly what they do. They have no choice but to back Trump, in my opinion. Because if they don't, then, of course, they're creating a disastrous precedent for themselves because it means that the Justice Department, which it's not quite clear who controls the Justice Department. I mean, look at the way in which the Justice Department went against, went after Michael Flynn, for example. Hmm? I mean, the contrast with the way they're dealing with these allegations against Hunter and other people. I mean, the contrast could not be greater. If the Republicans don't back Trump, then there's every reason to think that sooner or later this legal machinery that has been created will come after them too. So they have no choice now than to close ranks behind Donald Trump. And, of course, there are some uh, rhinos <laughs> who... Um, quietly would like to see Donald Trump taken down and probably wouldn't mind um, seeing Biden re-elected. But other Republicans, the mainstream of the Re Republican Party, I think they need to understand that the stakes now are becoming incredibly high because if this lawfare operation succeeds, then the implications for the future of the United States are absolutely catastrophic. So I, I would suggest if I was advising Ron DeSantis, for example, that I think his correct move at this point is to end his campaign, to back Trump for the Republican nomination, and perhaps discuss with Trump what position he might conceivably want to have, if that is what he wants, in a Trump administration. But I would certainly not continue with this uh, Republican battle anymore because um, we've now moved beyond that. Yeah, we've moved way, way beyond that, that's for sure. 
why do they protect Biden so much? I can't think of any president in my lifetime that has been so so protected, no. so coddled no, by Biden I, and his family. And if you want to read, uh, um, you know, a, a, a top lawyer, a, 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 I mean, a major legal analyst, somebody who's not a Republican, make exactly these points. Go to Jonathan Turley's uh, blog, Res Ipsa Loquitur. And of course, he's an American constitutional lawyer, one of America's leading constitutional lawyers. And he sets out regularly and methodically how extraordinary it is that this kind of protection to the president and his family is being provided. Why are they doing it? Well, the reason they're doing it because because the Democratic Party has no convincing candidate for the presidency at the present moment in time. And the one thing they're absolutely determined is that they will not allow alternatives, anti-establishment alternatives, such as Donald Trump or other people to win either a nomination of a political party or, heaven help us, the presidency, they essentially want to control the election process. It's as simple as that. And can I just say something? I, I, there's a theory which I've seen in the British media, not so much in the American media, that this is all being done by the, by the administration, by the Justice Department, to ensure that Donald Trump does get the Republican nomination because, you see, he's supposed to be less electable than Ron DeSantis is. Don't believe it for one microsecond. This is not about ensuring Donald Trump gets the nomination. It's to prevent him doing so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't understand the logic there. That no. this helps. It, this is some, some well, intricate it, plot to help it, him get get the nomination. Yeah, they, they they've never liked him, and and, and they oh, never, they've never they wanted him to. To, to return to the presidency, and they're going to do everything in their power to prevent it. I mean, well, they actively ha they actively hate him, and given what happened in in his first term, they're now frightened of him, because of course, if he does become president, with all the powers of that office, and with the understanding of Washington that he didn't have in 2017, and with ma many more people this time prepared to work with him, including a large block of people in Congress. He, he is a threat to them. I mean, he's much bigger threat to them this time than he was um, um, in 2016, 2017. And I think it's something people need to understand. And, I mean, for example, if you work in the Justice Department and you've been involved in all of these activities, going all the way back to 2016, then you're, you've got every reason to be worried if Donald Trump gets elected. Well, that's the big question mark that I have with with Trump is that uh, if if he were to be elected, will he really drain the swamp? Will he really handle uh, big tech? Will he really uh, actively work for a peace in in the conflict with uh, with Russia and Ukraine if it's still going on? Um, will he do all these things? That's 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 the question mark that I think a lot of people have with Trump because you know to be to be honest, he filled his his administration up in his first term with a ton of neocons even even his vice president mike pence i mean you saw him the other day the answers that he was giving to tucker carlson on ukraine and and uh and stuff like that it's it's obvious that that trump 
made some very bad uh, choices in his picks for his uh, government uh, is, during his first term. This is an excellent question, and I'm afraid nobody really knows the answer to this. My own guess, and it is only a guess, is that these events, all of this, all, all that has happened since 2015, when, as he, as he says himself, he came down the escalator in Trump Tower and announced that he was a candidate for the presidency. I think all of this has hardened him and educated him in the realities of the battle that he is fighting. And I think that he came into the presidency in 2017 wanting to be liked, believing that he could win people over, not understanding how treacherous some people could be. And also, I think he was overly impressed by people like John Bolton, Mike Pompeo, and the rest, who seemed to be supporting him, but who actually weren't. I think by now, he's got a much better idea of whom he, of whom he can rely upon, and, upon who, and of whom he can't. All right. Uh, we will. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to this story, or should we? Or no, should I mean. It, uh, well, I will. I will. I, I will say this: that um, this is a very dangerous moment for the republic because I mean I've never known it. I, I don't think there's ever been any precedent for this in the history of the United States. I mean that the Justice Department is bringing cases in this kind of way against the person who is likely to be the nominee of the Republican Party, one of the two big parties for the presidency next year, and who by some measures is now outpolling the president himself. I mean, we've never been in this situation before in the United States. Now, if these were real cases, you know, if, if heaven help us, you know, this person who, had, who was in that position, had actually carried out easily definable and easily understandable crimes if he'd engaged in robbery or murder or something like that. Well, that would be one thing. But as I said, these cases, based on these extremely far-fetched legal theories, are not like that at all. And that the system of the law is being used in this way, essentially to determine the political and electoral process, is a deadly threat both to the law and the system of justice in the United States, but much more so to the operation of the Constitution, the democratic system, and the electoral system of the United States, and calls into question whether it is the American people who are any longer in control of their own democracy. So this is a very, very dangerous moment. And as I said, speaking again about political leaders on the part of the Republican Party, they need to make some very careful decisions about how they go forward now. This isn't a time for focusing on one's career. It's a time to focus on the future of the Republic. Well, they do have real cases. 
as far as corruption and yeah. quid uh, pro quos and stuff like that, it, it's all on the Biden side of things. And we this is entirely true. Videos. I mean, there, 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 there's evidence and there are cases there, but this is entirely true because of course these are these these are these are real. As I said, these 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 are conventional crimes, if I can put it like that. They're, they're the sort of crimes that courts prosecute. Uh, this kind of seditious, whatever it is, <laughs> that it seems that Donald Trump might be facing, is not. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is the kind of legal case that was bought, brought in England in Henry VIII's time. <laughs> I mean, you know, the kind of thing where, you know, the king invented a, invented a crime and the courts prosecuted it because, well, he was the king and he was the absolute ruler and he could do whatever he wanted. So, I mean, that, that's the kind of legal system that the United States is degenerating into. All right, we will end it there. We are on Odyssey, Bitshoot, Rumble, Telegram, and Rockfin, and go to Durant Shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.